everybody. Welcome back to Letterman Row. This is Rapid Reaction brought to you by Byers Auto. I am Austin Ward. That is Tim May and Spencer Holbrook. And Ohio State is the Big Ten East Division champion. Yet again, it's official. Uh, the conference uh, common sense finally prevailed here for one of these decisions. Uh, Ohio State uh, didn't have to earn it on the field this week. They had already actually earned that by beating Indiana and being undefeated. And the fact that uh, they could have played a game and lost it on Saturday, the athletic directors, commissioner, everybody else in the league finally recognized that the rule was a bad one and it didn't make any sense. There was no common sense to that. Ohio State will play next week against Northwestern. They will go for their fourth straight uh, Big Ten title in Indianapolis at noon. Uh, that's a big game. It's one where in all likelihood, if they win, they will advance to the college football playoff. Uh, and Tim, uh, our understanding at Letterman is that will be the next time that Ohio State will play after the game was canceled on Saturday. Buckeyes won't play this week, so it'll be full steam ahead on to Indy. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Uh, word inside the Woody Hayes Athletic Center is it's, uh, in essence, Northwestern or bust. I mean, uh, Indy or bust, Northwestern or beat. But, uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, theoretically, Ohio State clinched the Big Ten East a week ago with the win at Michigan State, meaning it was going to be the rep. You know, if it played a game this week, uh, win or lose, like you just pointed out. And like you said, uh, cooler heads prevailed. I don't know if cooler heads prevailed. Maybe the smarter people in the room, in the Zoom room, prevailed. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, Ohio State, a deserving uh, Big Ten East representative, and now they get their shot. I think, you know, Spencer, you look at this, and uh, uh, as the smarter heads prevailed, as Tim said, if if your rule is in place where you lose and you still clinch, you got a bad rule. That's just – Anyone who's saying that Ohio State got some sort of favoritism here is not really paying any attention to reality. Yeah, and if we really think about it, Ohio State clinched with the win at Michigan State because even with a loss against Michigan, the tiebreaker would still go to Ohio State. So we didn't really think about it in the moment, but Ohio State clinched Saturday against Michigan State regardless. So it's just another way we can think about this and say, well, it didn't make any sense to have that six-game rule because – oh, I wonder what would happen if these two teams played on the field. Well, they did, and Ohio State won, and they were up 35-7 to seven and ended up winning by seven in a little bit of a closer game than they had probably hoped. But a win is a win in this conference, especially in 2020, and the tiebreaker is a tiebreaker, regardless of the number of games you play. And so it just the smart, logical thing to do for the Big Ten. And finally, the Big Ten made a decision that makes sense for everyone involved, maybe except Indiana, but Indiana doesn't really have an argument. So hey, good, job. Yeah. good job, Big Ten. Let me throw this in there too. You know, I can remember back, you know, when I first started covering this league, there was a time when when some teams could play nine conference games, some just played eight. Like Ohio State, I don't think – I'm not sure Ohio State ever played nine back then was an 11-game schedule. But uh, there have been – you know, there have been examples through the years, you know, of teams not playing necessarily as many games but still uh, – getting the prize so that's not even a breach of a uh, of conference tradition but yeah cooler has prevailed a uh, smarter has prevailed and on we go yeah and I think you know Tim the the debate and something that we had talked about on your podcast earlier in the week and and that I had written about when you looked at the potential options for the Big Ten you know they only had really two things they could do they could bend and reshuffle the schedule and they could send Ohio State to Maryland on Saturday or or try to come up with even you know a weirder thing involving you know, Purdue and Indiana switching around, and Minnesota and Nebraska, whatever. They, they, I mean, they could have scheduled Ohio State a game to make sure that they got to six. Yes. Okay? That may have put other teams out, most likely Rutgers. Okay? But if you don't want to do that, then your other option is right here, and it's also easy, and it's get rid of this six-game minimum rule, which clearly was well-intentioned when they put it in, and, and maybe even a little, uh, I don't know, arrogant to think that they, they would not be impacted by – 
the cancellations that were going around when this eight game free for all uh, with no buys uh, brought in that they could that everyone would play at least six games and that's how you should qualify. Obviously, it didn't work out that way, but those were the only two things that the Big Ten could do. Yeah, and then, you know, you and I, we talked about it a million times. I even tweeted about it. The, the thing that made common sense was to play Ohio State to play Maryland. They, they had both scattered each other before. They all they both had game plans up on the shelf somewhere collecting dust. They could just pull off and play, you know, and you could make that game as late as Wednesday. Uh, you know, we just saw Coastal Carolina and BYU get up a game on Thursday. Two undefeated teams putting their seasons on the line on a game they made up on on a Thursday of last week and then played on Saturday night. So things like that can happen. And you could have played Maryland Rutgers next week in the plus weekend, you know, which is looking more and more like a plus minus weekend for some teams. But yeah, the uh, but, but here's the thing, you know, uh, they did the right thing in making Ohio State uh, the, the Big Ten East rep. Uh, what they have taken away from Ohio State is one more game that they could have given them, which would give them, if in fact Ohio State went, would have won this weekend and next weekend, uh, a beefier resume for the college football playoff committee to take into account. You know, and uh, like I said, you know, the the uh, apocalypse, uh, the apocalypse could be uh, uh, next weekend Florida beating Alabama and. Uh, and Clemson beating Notre Dame, and now the playoff committee is going to have a real conundrum on their hands. But, but at least Ohio State could have a Big Ten championship in its resume, uh, which I'd already given them anyway. I don't know about you. I, how could you give a team that Ohio State beat the Big Ten championship? <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. it was never going to be legitimate that that way. So the College Football Playoff Selection Committee did keep Ohio State at number four on Tuesday night. They've been there uh, in all three of the rankings so far. So my, my personal view of this, and, and again, the committee always does weird things every single year. They almost always Im- involve the Buckeyes as well. Uh, yeah. They could certainly change their mind. But if a data point, to use one of their expressions at Maryland, for example, would have been meaningful to them, I'm not sure what that really means in the actual you know, championship rates. Of course, the counterargument, I fully recognize it, you can lose those games. Yes. Ohio State very nearly did to Maryland two years ago, and we all know what happened inside with Purdue. I certainly understand that. Um, so, you know, is it a big deal to me that Ohio State will not get to seven Big Ten games um, and, and we'll finish with six here? I don't think that it, it will eventually impact them, although, uh, as you said, Tim, and, and Spencer, I'll let you uh, react to it right now. Um, you know, the, the only thing you can find is Florida upsetting Alabama and, you know, Clemson upsetting Notre Dame. I think you still have to take that. And I would be surprised if that doomsday still winds up with Ohio state on the outside, if they're undefeated with the big 10 trophy. Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. And I think that, that you have to balance both of these things. If you're the big 10 with needing Ohio state to have a good enough resume and to have the proper steps taken to be rightfully crowned the big 10 champion and have an opportunity to go to the college football playoff while not taking away other teams in the Big Ten's opportunity to play. Because when we talked about the Big Ten returning, it was never about Ohio State getting to the playoff. It was about giving people the opportunity to play football within the Big Ten. So you could have scheduled a Maryland game with for Ohio State and told Rutgers, hey, sorry, sit at home. But, you know, fair? No, that's not fair to Rutgers to punish them because Ohio State needs to have another game to get to the Big Ten championship game. So I think the Big Ten is doing the absolute right thing here by not, you know, putting teams at home, putting teams on the bench while other teams get to play Ohio State just so Ohio State can get to that six games that was completely arbitrary to begin with. Now, Ohio State can get to the six games 
in the Big Ten Championship game, have a Big Ten Championship to hang its hat on, have a good enough college football playoff resume, and every team in the league still has ample opportunity to play games that were scheduled. I think this is a win-win, win-win-win, the best the best outcome that the Big Ten could have had. Does it suck that Ohio State's not going to play this week so they don't get those reps, maybe get some freshmen involved, maybe get some of those younger guys on the field uh, just for some game action? Of course it does. But this just makes too much sense for all parties involved, even Ohio State, if they look back and look at it from like a 30,000-foot view. I think it's what they – what they've lost this week is it certainly should not be overlooked when we're talking about, uh, you know, getting that justifiable reward next week in Indianapolis and a shot at that trophy against Northwestern and for the potential to go to the college football playoff. That's all significant. But Tim, you have covered this rivalry for a, a, a long time. Uh, Ohio state is losing a chance to, uh, you know, play its rival, which it play it practices every single day, 365 days a year, uh, to get ready for this one day. Uh, they were hoping to absolutely bury Jim Harbaugh's team uh, on Saturday. Uh, forget about all that hanging hundreds stuff. They wanted to play the game, and it was senior day. And those two things you can't get back. Um, that's going to sting for a long time. It, it's that, and, and, and putting in that historical context, as you said the other day, every year since 1918 that this game was played, and the both fan bases, whether, whether Michigan is struggling or not, would have wanted to take a shot at uh, at just playing this game, you throw the record out and all that cliche. It's a big deal that this doesn't exist. Yeah, you know, but to quote Austin Powers, uh, unfortunately, that train has sailed, you know. And, uh, you know, let's, let's be totally honest here about stuff. The reason Wyatt Davis came back to Ohio State, the reason Sean Wade opted back in uh, was to get a shot at the national championship uh, to maybe get another shot at Clemson. Uh, we'll see how that works out. Uh, yes, without a doubt. I mean, I've spoken to parents just like you guys have, and uh, they're very disappointed. They were very disappointed a couple of weeks ago when it looked like they weren't even going to get to go to the Ohio State Michigan game. Then they were fired up because there was going to be some semblance of a senior day, but it wouldn't be like, it wasn't going to be like the old days. Let's put it that way. They weren't going to be down on the field with roses, et cetera. At least I don't think they were. That would have been right. a real breach. Uh, they can still have a you know kind of a similar feel on uh, next Saturday in Lucas Oil Stadium. I mean, you know, when you think about it. Everything's kind of fake this year, except the actual football being played. <laughs> and so, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, that train has sailed. Uh, it's onward and upward. You know, I'm, you know, and I know Ryan Day has said this many times. Uh, I even told Luke Fickle this when he became the interim head coach at Ohio State way back when. I said, you know, what's happened behind you is behind you. You know, it's all about what's coming in that windshield, man. That front windshield, that's what you have to worry about. And uh, hanging your head is not going to help anyone. I think that's probably going to be the approach by probably everybody involved, including the parents. They're going get to get watch their sons play for the Big Ten Championship with a shot at going to the National Championship Tournament. And that's really, really what it's all about these days. And the Buckeyes, uh, in all likelihood, are going to be pretty close to full strength by that time uh, yeah. next week on December 19th. Uh, so, you, you know, that's another part of this college football playoff argument. If what they did to Michigan State shorthanded impressed the committee, uh, maybe wait and see what they can do when they're finally back and have uh, as many pieces as possible to play Northwestern. We'll have a plenty of time to break that down now, a week and a half to go now for that one. Uh, but the big news now, Ohio State, uh, recognized as the East representative heading to Indianapolis to play Northwestern next week. 
no game for the Buckeyes this week, uh, no rivalry game or replacement game. So we're moving on, uh, still breaking down what's coming for Ohio State, uh, as always, at LettermanRow.com. That's Tim May and Spencer Holbrook for the Buyer's Auto Rapid Reaction. Stay with us for full coverage of the Buckeyes at LettermanRow.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.